Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast with Pastor Danny Anderson. I'm your host, Rachel Long, and we are thrilled to be back with you. Welcome, Pastor Danny. Thank you. Good to be back. We are recording this during a, a odd time in history during COVID-19, and today we're going to talk about something that um, sometimes people roll their eyes at or they're like, oh, when we talk about it, and it's prayer, mm. but you know, this church has dedicated five weeks of a sermon series to prayer and now a podcast to prayer. And I just want to kick it off with asking, why are we talking so much about prayer? Yeah, it's good to be back, Rach. And uh, we have dedicated an entire series, A Call for Help. We're currently in the last two weeks of that series on prayer. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's completely relevant to what's going on in our world today. Mm -hmm. You know, the reality is that we tend to pray more when we're in trouble. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> uh, I've heard it said that uh, there's no such thing as an atheist in a plane that's going down, right? So right. Uh, a recent study came out of the University of Copenhagen that said that uh, in March of 2020, Google searches for prayer skyrocketed. Now that's exactly when COVID-19 yeah. started to spread like crazy. And yeah. in fact, the study said that for 80, every new 80,000, for every 80,000 new cases of COVID, the search for prayer on Google doubles in intensity. So it just goes to show us that when we're in trouble, when we're facing difficulty, Americans tend to turn to prayer. Now, another study that I saw uh, that the Pew Research poll came out and said that 76% of Americans pray on a regular basis, 55% pray every day. And so we are a praying nation. We are a praying people. I just don't know if we know exactly how to pray or Mm -hmm. if we feel confident in our prayers Mm -hmm. uh, or if we're praying for the right things in our life. And so that's why I think it's important to discuss this. It's something that we all or most of us tend to do, uh, but maybe maybe we don't know exactly how to do it. Right. Well, I think prayer for sure can be be really intimidating if you haven't been practicing it Mm -hmm. for a while. Uh, where would you recommend that people start when they get ready to start prayer? It's a great question. I think the first place we need to start with prayer is belief. Do okay. we actually believe that it works? Okay. Um, and, and I'm not talking about you know in our head, but in our heart. Are we mm. confident that there's a God out there that actually is listening and will answer our prayer requests. Mm. Now, when you're a believer in the Bible, I know mm-hmm, not all of mm-hmm. our listeners are necessarily believers, sure. um, but we believe that there that such a God exists yes. and that he loves us and that he created everything right. and that we call him Heavenly Father mm-hmm. and that he delights to answer our prayers. And we believe that. You know, right. the scriptures teach you know, in, in, uh, in James chapter five that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And that's a critical starting point Mm -hmm. for people when it comes to prayer. Do you actually believe that it works? If we don't come to to God uh, with that posture or or from that position, it's, it's really, we're really going to struggle because we're going to be half in, half out. We're going to be filled with skepticism and doubt. Does this really work? It's more like a shot in the dark if we don't come with that confidence. Like Mm -hmm. we're hoping maybe if he's out there, maybe he hears me, maybe it'll work. Um, it's sort of like wishful thinking. Um, so in fact, there's another verse in, in the book of James that says something very powerful. It says that the person who, who prays, who asks must believe 
that yeah. God hears and must come to God without doubting. If you come to God, you're like a wave tossed in the sea, you know, and then James says such a person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Those mm. are powerful words. Yeah. And so I would I would encourage people to start with that with that belief. Does this actually work? Well, uh, that's a, that feels like a really great place to start, but if you don't have it and you don't and you you really want it, how do you start? How do you start building that? You're talking about struggling with the belief yeah. if you don't have yeah. it. Yeah, if you a, don't have a, the that's belief, that's a great question. You know, something that I have had the privilege of experiencing over the years because I'm a pastor mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. hearing the stories right. of other people, right, which have just blown my mind. Yeah, for sure. People who've prayed for children. Mm-hmm. and gotten answers. People who have prayed for sick loved ones have, and have gotten answers. Mm-hmm. People who've prayed for family members who were not believers mm-hmm. and they got answers. Yeah, I mean, little babies that were sick, premature babies, just yes. prayers going up and God answered those prayers. So I have the privilege hearing those stories regularly. Right. People right. tell me those and I know you do too because you're a pastor as well. Right, right, right. And, and those stories confirm that, oh my goodness, we have a God who answers our prayers. This actually right. works. Um, something else that I, I, I go to is the stories in the Bible about mm-hmm. answered prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it's, there's tons of stories in the Bible. Right. It doesn't just encourage us to pray. It shows us that it actually works. One example uh, from Acts chapter 12, you're familiar with this passage. Yeah. We, we both heard a sermon about it not yes, too long yes. ago. But uh, Peter, uh, one of the main characters in the New Testament, Acts 12, is thrown into jail. Mm-hmm. And right as soon as he gets thrown into jail, the church has a prayer meeting mm-hmm. and they're praying that God would deliver him and rescue him. And and that night, sure enough, an angel comes in, long story short, comes into the jail. You know, Peter's locked up two different chains between two guards and this angel wakes him up, nudges him, gets him up. Yep. The chains fall off and rescues Peter right. and takes him, walks him, literally walks him right out of the jail. Peter thinks it's a dream. Right. It is, it yeah. is <laughs> and then they go to the house where their prayer meeting, they're having the prayer meeting, of course, that they don't believe it. They're like, they think there's, it, this is, this right. is crazy. You know? <laughs> they, so sometimes it's, it's funny, you know, when God answers our prayers, we, do, we don't believe that he did, you know, it's, we're shocked. Yeah. We yes. Know? yes. Uh, but anyway, I read stories like that and others, many others like that as I'm going through the Bible and it confirms, affirms mm-hmm. that this really does work in my life. And, you know, as something else that I've been trying to do, and I'm, I'm learning this from a uh, pastor in London, is Pastor Pete uh, Gregg. We were going through his uh, book yeah, together, yeah. Uh, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Average People, which exactly. is great because <laughs> we're average people. Um, <laughs> You know, and he says something in the book that was really encouraging. He said, you know, if you want to grow in your 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 prayer life, your belief that prayer mm-hmm. works, pray more simple prayers. Pray right. more smaller prayers. And here's what he meant. If you're if you have a son and your son is out on running an errand and he's driving, right. pray that pray that God would bring him home safe. Yeah. Just just that simple prayer. Small prayer, simple prayer. Right. Um, pray for a wonderful meal tonight. Yeah. Right, we don't really don't pray for these things. We just take them for granted that your son's going to come home safe from an errand, or sure, you're going to have dinner sure. tonight. But if you pray about these small things, guess what? You're going to see more answers mm-hmm. to those prayers, mm-hmm. and then this this mountain of evidence begins to grow. That hey, I prayed about that, and it happened. You yeah, know? because it's not guaranteed that my my son will come home from that mm-hmm. errand. No, Mm-mm. there's accidents every day. Right, drunk, drunk drivers right. run red lights and. Your son doesn't come home, right? You know, so it's it's it, we we think these things are guaranteed, but they're they're really not. So, 
I've been doing that and I've been seeing God answer more and more and more. Just see, so you right. asked me, does God answer my prayers? All the time. Right. If you're right. praying small little prayers through the day. And so, you know, I would encourage, listen to stories, read the scriptures and pray, pray small prayers. You have seen personally God answer prayers. Why don't you share a quick story? Yeah, I have. And what I love uh, what about what you just said is that God answers prayers in the huge and in the small. And that mm-hmm. they both together help you build your belief. For me, as a little girl, um, I grew up in the church. And when we adopted my little brother, uh, he was healthy. And then he developed um, he developed cystic fibrosis. And we spent so many hours. We lived an hour and a half from Indianapolis and going to Riley Children's Hospital every week, every week, and watching that as a four-year-old and you know, when you have that, you, they have to percuss you, they turn you upside down mm. and they beat on your back. And I'm thinking, that's my baby brother. But what I also got to see was um, the older women from the church that I grew up in, tiny church, came and prayed over him. And they did it every week, pray mm. over him, pray over him. And he got better and he got better. And you don't you don't get healed from cystic fibrosis, but he lived, um, he lived till he was 26, just free of that disease completely. And as a little kid, that solidified my belief. But I will tell you what, what feeds my belief is when I get ready to go and to lead a meeting and I'm like, God, let my words be your words and let my thoughts be your thoughts about people. And so then even when it's hard navigating a meeting with God with me, and and then you walk out of the meeting. And you're like, we did it, we did it together. <laughs> and it, those little, that huge thing, was absolutely important mm-hmm. and solidifying. But my faith continues to build with the little things over and over and over again. Yes, and I t- I think the people tend to look to the big prayers. Yeah. To to decide if they're going to believe that prayer works or if it doesn't work. Right. You know, they pray for an ant who's dying of cancer or mm-hmm. a family member mm-hmm. and that family member dies and they conclude, well, it did, see, I prayed and it didn't work. Right. And so therefore I'm done. And I think that's a, that's a bad strategy because sometimes yeah. God does not answer those prayers. Sometimes he does. Right. So we have to pray for small things and big and big things. And I love what you, when you talked about in our sermon series of call for help, when you said um, that, the prayers do get answered. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes it's yes, that that's my will. Sometimes it's no, and sometimes it's wait. And I think um, that's, if you're struggling right now, if you don't believe that God answers prayer because the answer was no, I would I would walk through that sermon series on mm-hmm. eastylife.org. Yeah, I would go to really that because that will, um, it'll help you navigate those feelings and, and maybe some of your unbelief mm-hmm. with that talk. Yeah, it's really good. So <laughs> when you establish the belief and you're ready, it does feel like obstacles can pop up left and right when, you, when you've gotten to where you're like, okay, I'm going to pray through this. This is, And then how do we navigate those obstacles? And, and what have you found to be the biggest ob- obstacles? There are a lot of obstacles. <clears throat> Excuse me. There, there, I mean, there's um, disappointment. Mm-hmm. There's feelings mm-hmm. of unworthiness. Mm-hmm from past mistakes or sins, like who am I to come to God? You know, um, some people battle selfishness. They think it's selfish to pray. Yeah. Um, some, some people are just undisciplined. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and lazy. I mean, that, that does come up. I mean, <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of distraction in our world today. Our brains are going everywhere. We have all these electronics and social sure. media and music going. I mean, it's hard to pray when you're just completely distracted. Right. Um, but I think the biggest, the biggest obstacle is our perception of God. Mm. And and here's what I mean. If 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 our view of God is he's angry with me. Yeah. He's constantly disappointed with me. He's stingy. Right. Um, distant. Mm-hmm. Cold. Mm-hmm. If that's your view of God, I I wouldn't want to talk to him. Right. It's it's it, you know, he's probably not listening. He probably doesn't care. He's probably won't answer. Right. Um, he's probably going to punish me mm-hmm. if I ask. I mean, and so and a lot of times we can develop that perception of God from our own father, um, past exp- our own experience with a dad. Yeah. Uh, certain certain stories in the Bible maybe right. can even help support that or or create that. But if if we can learn to see God correctly as a gracious, loving, generous, close, right. heavenly father right. who desires to give us good things, right. you, you, will be, you will be drawn in. Yeah. You know, a God who, who sees all of our sins, all of our mistakes, all of our shortcomings, and yet still says, get over here. Right. Always I cannot having, wait to spend time with you. Yeah, always having your best interest at heart. Always, yeah, if always, that, always. Yeah, if that is your perception, you are going to be drawn in mm. instead of being repulsed. And so I oh, think a lot good. of people just, you know, they struggle because uh, they don't see God that way. You know? I agree. That is, a, I mean, that is a huge obstacle. When we call him a father, we we put things on him that aren't there. And it's always good to remember that he wants good and loves us so much. He's our heavenly father. That's right. <laughs> heavenly father. He's perfect yeah. and loving and gracious and kind and merciful and patient. You yeah. know, that that's your view of him. Um, you know, I, you could spend all day with somebody like that. Yeah. And in fact, that's what he wants. I love that a minute ago you mentioned that um, the perception of ourself as unworthy to mm-hmm, come before mm-hmm. him. I feel like that's an obstacle I hear a lot. Yes, yes. How, how would you say to overcome that obstacle? Well, I think for me, coming to before God could feel like really intimidating and you start to do an inventory of everything that you did wrong, but... Uh, for me, what I have to tell myself over and over is that I, the Bible tells me I'm created in his image. Mm-hmm. And so if he's good and he's loving and he wants to be near me, then I would say that I would overcome unworthiness by remembering that he created me mm-hmm. and how he created me and what he created me for. Those are very worthy things. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite of Absolutely. that. So Absolutely. That's, a, that's what I would think about that. But what about you? I would piggyback right on top of that and say, you know, what I've learned from Brennan Manning in particular um, he wrote the Ragamuffin Gospel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, many other books, um, Relentless Tenderness. Uh, he he taught me that you know that God is the type of God who runs towards mm. sinners. Yeah. yeah, of course he gets that from Luke fifteen, mm-hmm. the story of the prodigal son, and so instead of my sin repulsing God. 
Yeah. You know, I could even cry about this right now. I can see. Um, he, he, he runs towards me. Yeah. Because his desire is to forgive. His desire is to show mercy. His desire is to, to wipe away the separation between him and I. Yeah. To remove my sin so we can fellowship. And so Brendan Manning helped me to see that, 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 that I am flawed more than I can ever imagine, but I'm also loved more than I can ever imagine. Thankful, yes. So that's the type of God that we approach. Mm-hmm. And you can be close to a God like that, even though you feel you, we are un, we are unworthy. We are broken. Right. We have disobeyed. We have right. messed up, but that is what grace is all about. So, oh, you know, so I would just add that. I love what you said though about you know being made in His image, and that gives me dignity and it makes me worthy. And uh, so, yeah, it's you're right. Our own <clears throat> our own self perception can stop us sometimes of drawing near. So when someone gets ready to start praying and they've they've come up against the obstacles, they've built some some belief. You don't have to have be, you know be full belief in, in to start praying, but where what do they say? What would we say? Yeah, a lot of people struggle with that. They don't know what to pray. Yeah, <laughs> what to pray about exactly. <laughs> and I don't think it's that complicated. Okay. Um, I I think that if we can go back to something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter six in the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. which is maybe the most important thing he's ever said. He said, uh, seek first the kingdom of God and mm-hmm. his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. <clears throat> Meaning that the number one priority on your mind needs to be seeking the kingdom of God. Now, what is the kingdom of God? You know, I love Dallas Willard. I've read yes. Renovation <laughs> of the Heart, you know, Divine Conspiracy. Dallas defines the kingdom of God as the the effective range of God's will. It's where what mm-hmm. God wants done gets done. Um, he he often helps us think about our own little kingdoms, our bedroom, mm-hmm. or the space that you have total reign over. Right. And our bedrooms are usually that place. Yeah. We yeah, yeah, are yeah. in charge of the decorations. What what kind of sheets do we have? Yes. What what does it look like? What does it smell like? And that's your kingdom. Well, God's kingdom is is the place where He has say. And so Jesus says, we, our job as Christ, and this really doesn't have anything to do with prayer. It does, I'll show you in a second, but it's first about a decision to, to, to seek that area mm-hmm. that God is mm-hmm. doing things in, right? And join him in that. That's, that's mm-hmm. what it means to seek. Now, what's interesting is that when you look at the Lord's prayer, it's not the Lord's prayer, it's our prayer. Yeah. He says, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Mm. There it is. Yep. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the first thing Jesus teaches us to pray is, God, we want to see your kingdom here. We want to see your will done on earth. Right. And so what are we praying? What are we praying about? We're praying about whatever God wants to do. Right. On earth. What is that? Well, that's all the good things that he wishes to do on earth. All the good. And and what does God really want to do? He wants to to bring goodness into the world. Mm Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, helping people find clean water. That could yeah. be good plumbing right. in different parts of the world. Right. That could be healing diseases. That could be providing a product for people that makes their life better. You see, so, so really what we're talking about is finding out what is the good that God wants to bring about on earth and joining him in that. And that's what we're talking to God about. Right. So, for example, if you're a parent, what's the, what's the good? Well, the good is 
God wants good, godly kids. He wants your kids to be honest and tell the truth and be hardworking. Yes. So you're, what are you praying about? You're praying about the development of your children's character. Right. Every right, day. Right, right. Yes. That's the kingdom. That's the good that God wants to bring about. So mm. it, this is not a complicated, and people say, well, what should I pray about? Well, ask yourself, what, what good thing does God want to do? Yeah. yeah. And join him in that and pray about that. <clears throat> No, that's really good. And I think one of the key points you said is that's what you can talk to him about. And it's a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's a talking and listening. It's coming before him and really wanting to hear what he has to say. And um, in a conversation, if you are not uh, attentive to what the other person is wanting, you can't get on the same page. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so getting on the same page for good, that's that's really amazing. And it's hard to think, um, and that goes back to what we said earlier, that that this powerful entity cares about the good for me, but he really does. He does. And you he get does. that through the conversation. Yes. So, I, so it takes me to a definition that Dallas Willard gave about prayer in his book, Divine Conspiracy. He said, the simplest definition of prayer is to talk to God about what you are doing with him. Mm-hmm. I love that. And that's that's the kingdom language. Yeah. So God, I'm going to seek your kingdom. You know, I pray that your kingdom would come, your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. So today, we're going to talk about the good things you want to bring about today. Mm-hmm. That could be a very, very small thing. Yeah. <laughs> it could be a very big thing. Right. Um if you're working on a piece of legislation for the government, that's a big thing, that's right? A big so you're, thing. you're, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good thing. It's for the community. It's for the, go, you know, for for the people. Right. And you're praying about that. It could be a very small thing about like dinner. You got to feed your kids. Sure. <laughs> oh, what are we going to cook tonight? <laughs> what are we, yeah. What are we, and you're praying about. Then, and by the way, that's how you pray without ceasing. You know, the Bible mm. talks about that. You know, pray, be, be in constant oh, prayer. Well, you know, gosh, you, you, some people would think, well, what are you going to pray about all day? Well, the good things that you're that you're working on. Yeah. together with God. And, and and then, you know, that's what you talk to him about. So when you're talking about what will be done in his kingdom, um, how do you know? How, w- how would you know what the kingdom is or what's in that kingdom? That's a great question. And I think that comes, I'm going to circle back to the Bible. Okay? okay. So when we read the scriptures, we are discovering mm-hmm. God's heart. God's heart for people, God's heart for the world. What is he wanting to do? And when you look at the life of Jesus and you see the things that he's saying, you know, do unto others as you wish they would do unto you, you're seeing him heal somebody, touch somebody. You're seeing him spend time with people who are far from his father. Right, right. Trying to draw them in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you get a feel for what God wants by looking at what Jesus was doing in the New Testament, what God was doing in the Old Testament. Um, you know, the story of Lazarus. What, what, what's that all about? Lazarus mm-hmm. dies. He could have saved him. Right. He waits for Lazarus to die. He right. goes late. His, you know, Mary, Martha are freaking out. Right. If you'd have right. been here, right. you know, right. it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Jesus says, no, no, no. I, I did all this so that my father will be glorified. He calls Lazarus out, raises him from the dead. And the end result, most people don't know this part of the story, is that the people who were watching put their faith in him. Mm. So people became believers after yeah. seeing his power revealed, which people didn't understand what he was doing. He let Lazarus die. He could have saved him. And so you look, you look at that story and it's like, God, what do you want? You want people to trust you. You mm-hmm. want people to, and you are going to do certain things and allow certain things to happen so that people can 
put their faith in you and trust in you. And, yeah. and you know, and that just comes from reading the Bible and, 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 and then you discover what he, what he's wanting to do in the world. And then you just kind of get a feel. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, if you ask me, what does my wife want? Mm-hmm. What are her desires? What's mm-hmm. her will? I could tell you. Because, I could, because I've been watching and paying attention and having conversations right, with her. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> she right. wants certain things done in our house. Did my voice just go way up? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> house. Um, she wants. She wants certain things in our marriage. You know, she wants certain things for our kids, for their college education. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why? How do I know all that stuff? I've been listening to right. her, and guess what? She knows what I want because she's been spending time with me and listening to me. It works the same way with God. And when we dig, we find out that what that for his kingdom that God wants good. Mm. And that's that's it's it's you know, you've told me before it's just not that complicated. It's, right? not. it's he wants good. He wants it whether you uh, work as a pastor or whether you're an entrepreneur or wherever you're at. If you're working in government, if you're a doctor, right. whatever it is. Yes. Uh, okay, so that brings us to another point, which really this can help people who are, you know, quote unquote, not in the ministry, which mm-hmm. is a lot of our, it's most people are not in the ministry. For sure. Um I think sometimes people struggle with their job because they don't see it as as the kingdom. They don't see it as important. Yeah. They don't and so they're not praying about it. Mm-hmm. But in reality, <clears throat> if you look at if your job is doing something good for the community. Right. Let's just say you're, you know, my dad worked for the post office. Right. He delivered mail. Is mail important? Yeah. Is it? Very. I mean, it's very it's essential. Yeah. Right? Right. Um so one could you could absolutely feel confident if you if you deliver mail that you are part of God's kingdom, mm-hmm. making things function. You can pray about your job, delivering that mail, whatever's going on, the customers you're delivering it to. Right. That's God. God is involved in that. It needs to be right. done well. It needs to be done efficiently. There's important information there's people in the bills they need to get. Yeah. Right. And you know, note notices they need to get. Uh, letters they need to get from family mm-hmm. members. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, there's no secular sacred divide. Right. There's no oh well, the, the pastor and the ministers are oh the, what they do is you know sacred. What I do, that's eh, secular. Mm-hmm. You know, I just mm-hmm. work. I just work at a at a restaurant. I just work. You know, I just deliver mail. I just do this. It's not as important. All that goes out the window. Right. And everything you, you can begin pr- because because what you're doing is something good for the community. Right. Now, if you're doing something bad for the community, eh. Yeah, <laughs> you know, change That's your job exactly. <laughs> if you're exactly. hurting people, you know, if you're in the porn industry, you know, and you're you're tearing down people's character and families right. and destroying people's lives, eh, yeah, yeah, don't be praying about that, you know, right. believing that, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. I love that. I think a lot of times people put um, pastors in this holy category and they're the only ones that can pray over someone who's mm-hmm. sick or they're the mm-hmm. only one. But we're all empowered. And the more, uh, and actually, they uh, people who are not in ministry, who don't come to work at a church every day around other Christians have a huge opportunity to build the kingdom mm-hmm. and to be out a blessing. with... Yeah, yeah. They, they are. They are a blessing. They are for sure. What about someone who is uncomfortable with what, like asking God for things or for... That's kind of an uncomfortable situation. A lot of people situation. do. Yeah, and we, mm-hmm. we referred to that earlier. Just some people feel selfish, like yeah. it's selfish to ask God. I think what I would say to those folks is um, 
uh, first of all, I, I get that, you know, our tendency as human beings is to, is to you know, want to be self-sufficient and, hey, I don't want to bother. When you ask somebody something, it, it, it creates a tension. Right. That's why a lot of times humans don't ask other humans for things because right. they know it's like, oh, I don't want to be a bother. And yeah. then, they're, then they might be ask me for something and then I would have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm just not going to ask. <laughs> um, asking creates tension. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times we, we, we shy away from asking um, mm-hmm you know, for whatever reason, we think it's selfish or whatever. But I think it's, it, it, if we do that, we're denying the dynamic of what God intended yeah. for a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. He, he has made it clear, I want to be your heavenly father, which makes us his children. Right. Now, what's the dynamic between a father and a son or a father and a daughter or a parent and a child? Right. It is one of dependence. Yeah. It is one of God. I don't have everything I need, so can you help me out with this? Right. And and so we, God intends, wants, desires us to to ask because right. that's the type of relationship He wants to have with us. If we say no, I'm not going to ask. I don't want to be a bother. I'm okay. I'm self sufficient. We are essentially saying, uh, I'm God. Mm, wow. I'm good. I'm. Yeah. I don't need anything. I'm self sufficient. And, mm-hmm. and, and may, we may not be intentionally doing that, but that's what we're doing. Right. When we say, I don't want to ask. Yeah. So <clears throat> when you look at the sermon on uh, the, the, the teaching on prayer that Jesus gives us, after he says, your kingdom come, your will be done, you know, on earth as it is in heaven, the next thing he talks about is daily bread. Mm-hmm. He says, Father, will you give us today our daily bread? Well, I don't think he's necessarily talking about bread. Mm-hmm like a loaf of bread so we right, can eat right, it. Right. I think what he's talking about is have a posture where you're asking for your needs, your daily needs. Mm. That may be gas in your tank. That may be mm-hmm. a raise at work. That may be some food. Right. Whatever those needs. Strength to forgive somebody. Right. Um, you know, strength to manage your children, your crazy children at home after, after six o'clock where it's right. everybody's going crazy. <laughs> you know, patience. Today I need patience. That's the... That's the, the the nature of the ask is right. I don't have everything that I need. Would you help me today with the very thing that I need? And that may differ from day to day. Yeah. And that is a child-parent relationship. And, yeah. you know, um, I delight to give my kids the things that they need, that they actually need. Now, I say no a lot because right. they ask for stuff they don't need. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And every good parent should say no a lot. But, but the thing, if they're asking me for something that they need, let's do it. Yeah. Let's get it done right now. You need it. I want to give it. I have the ability to give it to you. Let's go get it right now. And if Jesus taught us that way to pray, to ask for that need, to ask for it, he wouldn't lead us into sin. So when he teaches us that, it can't be selfish. Right. Because he's the one telling us how to do it. He's telling us. He's saying, ask, seek, knock, all that good stuff. One thing you give us week Mm -hmm. after week, and you're super helpful when you have a big idea and we want to then take that theory and then apply it to our life is to give us like an action step. Every week you give us an action step. But with this, I think what could help is like a, we talked about what to talk about first, but like what's our action that we would do first? How would we start the process? Yeah, and it's it's real. Again, we overcomplicate this. Mm-hmm. It really is as simple as find a time, mm-hmm. find a place, and start. <laughs> and start talking to God. Exactly. I mean, it really does come down to that. Um, it, you know, I personally really like to write my prayers down because mm. I tend to get distracted by this or I'll have a thought and my brain starts going and then right. I'm, 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 not, I'm not praying. Right. 
But if I say, this is the time and place, I'm going to write down specific things I'm asking God for. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm praying for a friend of mine who's got cancer. And, mm-hmm. and so I will write that down, that God would heal him from mm-hmm. his cancer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that helps me to, to be very disciplined and to avoid, you know, um, distractions. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I would give that practical starting, in, you know, that guideline for starting is just find a time, find a place and begin praying. Mm-hmm. Talking to God about the good things that you that He wants to see done and that you're joining Him in. Right. Write those down. And you don't have to have a perfect of the first time, right? I mean, you can no. start and build off of that and keep practicing it. And I love one of the things that you have um, told us before is like, pray as you can, not mm-hmm. as you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, what What final thoughts would you leave us with? today? What final thoughts would you give us? So what you just mentioned, one of them, thank you for that. That's that the things, some of the, some of the struggles that I have with prayer and still have today, mm-hmm. like I'm a, what you would call, you are too, a professional Christian. We get paid <laughs> to be Christian, <laughs> to be pastors, right? <laughs> um, so I'm not supposed to struggle with this, but, but I do. Sure. And, and that is feelings of like, man, I, I still feel somewhat incompetent. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't pray like that pastor over there or, you know, I've heard people pray and it's like, whoa, my prayers yeah. don't sound like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it makes me feel like an amateur. Like sure. I'm, I'm just a beginner. And so, um, and that sometimes would cause me to, to be shy and, and to, to, you know, back away from prayer. Um, just a lack of confidence. Yeah. And, and, but, but I've been working through that. Still need to work through that. But something that has helped me, and I and I'll help, hope this helps other people, is that someone said, I can't remember who, um, there are no experts when it comes to prayer, just amateurs. Right, I like that. And when I heard that, I was like, man, that's me. I'm an amateur. Right. I'm a, I'm a hack. It's like golf. I'm terrible at golf. <laughs> but I still like going. I'll still right. play. Right. Um, and so I've stopped letting my, my uh, I don't know, lack of confidence or incompetence right. stop me from praying. I'm just, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. It might be bad, mm-hmm. but I am a child of God and I have a heavenly father who loves me and I'm going to stumble through this. I'm going to talk right. to him. And, um, and so that goes back to the quote that you just shared, which is, you know, pray as you can, not as you can. I can't pray like certain people. There's sure. certain people that pray. It's like, oh my gosh, right. I think they have a direct line to God. The prayer warriors. He's yep. got to be listening. Yeah. The people that, yeah, the prayer warrior, that, that phrase itself makes right. me feel uh, small. <laughs> I'm not a prayer warrior. Um, but so I pray as I can and not as I can't. There are certain things I, I can pray about and, and I do what I can. And, and it may not be, it may not sound like him. It may not sound like her. And that's, and that's okay. Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm a unique child of God and yeah. my prayers are not going to sound like somebody else's prayers. And that's so good. And he wants to hear yours. He does. Yeah. And yours. And ours. Yes. All of ours. Yeah. All of our listeners. You're listening right now. God wants to hear your prayers. This has been really, really helpful. I know there's going to be people who are going to need to play play this back with something to take notes on. I just want to say thank you. Thank oh, you man. for tackling thank you. prayer. It's awesome. And if you enjoyed this or it was helpful to you, hey, give us give us the stars, give us the reviews. We read those and share this with someone who you know is uh, struggling right now to pray and to be close to God. If you want more information about Pastor Danny, some of the ways that you can connect with him is he has a blog. He is on Twitter. You can see some personal fun pictures of him on his Instagram. You can see all the talks that Emmanuel Church does at eclife.org. And we are just so grateful that you join us month after month, and we will see you next month. God bless. 